Ready? Hit it! Hello everyone and welcome to Twice Nightly The Podcast with Maria Lovelady and Michael Allen Bailey, a podcast that aims to bring everything variety out of the wings and into the limelight. So what are we waiting for? Let's raise the curtain and start the show! Coming up on today's episode, we talk to Jenny, the Vixen Ryan. And the chase is on as we give our chaser their very own variety theatre quiz. How well do you do? And we also find out which Saturday night TV host Jenny surprisingly found in her kitchen. Welcome back, everybody. It's lovely to have you all with us. And we are very, very honoured to be talking today about something that's very, very special. We have got the fantastic Jenny Ryan, the vixen from The Chase, joining us on the show today. And she is doing something absolutely incredible for an incredible cause. Maria, tell us a little bit more about what Jenny's going to be talking to us about today. So we've got Jenny here today because she is presenting the Choose Love Variety Show at the Clapham Grand on the 29th of May. Jenny is doing this for her birthday. Happy birthday, Jenny. Big celebration. As we all are at the moment, Jenny has watched the news. She's seen what's going on in the world and she felt like she wanted to do something about it. And so she has decided to get all of her showbiz friends together and put on a fantastic show at the Clapham Grand to celebrate her birthday with all the proceeds going to the Choose Love charity. Now, when we found out about this, we knew we had to talk to Jenny and we can't wait for you to hear. It was so lovely, wasn't it? I think we were kind of expecting to come up against the Vixen and we didn't. We came up against Jenny, who is just gorgeous and she was just lovely she was so much fun and I think that if the interview is anything to go by everyone is going to have a lot of fun next Sunday that's definitely the vibe that I get from you know you look at the lineup of the show and it just screams fun I mean we've got people like Angela Barnes we've got Charitza May Lucy Porter Matt Richardson the Cinnamon so if you are tuning in because you are a Chase mega fan which I am you will be very happy to see him on the lineup. Vix Layton, Miss Rory, Rich Wilson. I mean, the list is endless. And I just think this is going to be a night to remember. And what a way to celebrate your birthday. I know. I know. Tell me about it. It's going to be an amazing weekend. We've just we've had a slew of amazing weekends. We have. So for those of you that listened last week, you will know that last weekend was Anne Reed's cabaret show at the Crazy Cox. And we were there and we've got to say, we're not just being biased. It mm. was a gorgeous show. And Anne had the entire audience eating out the palm of her hand. It was so theatrical and grand and fabulous in every sense of the word. But yeah, it was also really intimate as well, wasn't it? We felt so... We felt like we were a part of it. It felt like we were just having a chat. And she said, didn't she, last week, Anne, in the interview, that she thinks the idea of cabaret should be that it's somebody standing up after you've just had dinner with them and just singing a few songs and telling a few jokes. And that was exactly what she did. And she was sensational at it. And Jason Carr as well, her accompanist and musical director, he was out of this world. We were, we knew he was going to be good. 
And I've seen him. We had our suspicions. (laughs) We'd seen him on social media (laughs) and we know his reputation. But to actually see him live and I think to see him that close and like like you could actually see his fingers. And I just think, oh, my gosh, like how Mm. do they move that fast? And he sung at the same time and like just like awe. I mean, awe. Yeah, total. Awe. The whole night was great, wasn't it? The whole night was absolutely magical. And it seemed so effortless. That was what I loved about it is that, like you say, there was so much hard work going on, but it was just so chilled. It was so gorgeous. And we met some of you there, which was really nice because obviously we told everyone we were going to be there on the Saturday night. And we met a couple of you that had come down to see the show from the off the back of the episodes. So that was lovely. And I think we have to have a special shout out for our furthest flung fan that we met that had come all the way from Texas just to see Anne perform. So hello, Andrea. Big hello to you. (laughs) And everyone else that we saw there. Yeah, to Robert, to Helena. It was great. It's great to connect with you guys. And obviously, like we mentioned in last week's episode, the best way for you to connect with us is through our brand new SpeakPipe, which is a great platform which allows you to get in touch, leave us a message, leave us a comment. If you head on over to www.speakpipe.com forward slash twice nightly, the podcast, you can leave us a message. And we've got our first one coming up at the end of this episode. We do. So there's the wonderful Bev has got in touch and she has got a question that she is burning to ask all of our listeners because she wants answers. So if you stay tuned to the end of the episode, you are going to listen to Bev and hopefully you'll get in touch and give her answers. Now, speaking of wanting answers, when we speak to Jenny, she wants answers as well, doesn't she? So we're going to do our surprise, surprise thing now. We're going to be Scylla Black (laughs) and we're going to reach out. We're going to try and find someone everybody so Jenny speaks in her interview about an actress who inspired her when she was younger but Jenny can't remember who it is so (laughs) she said she's looked for her but she can't find her so all we know is that her name's Helen so we need you to listen to the interview and if you know that Helen was in this place at this time and you know maybe she watches the chase and goes oh I remember when she was a little girl get in touch because surely in this day and age we can reunite them and wouldn't that be amazing but it's funny isn't it because we were talking as well about we've just been saying about questions Bev's got a question Jenny's got a question the link between asking questions and variety theatre because we were talking about the chase and we were saying about how that really is the epitome of modern day variety theatre if there's a quiz show or a game show on the telly now you can guarantee that the host is going to be somebody who is rooted in variety you know now we've got people like Anton Deck we've got Lee Mack just the one percent club and of course I mean your favorite Bradley I absolutely love Bradley like the fact that this morning it was my job when I got out of bed to talk about Bradley (laughs) I mean I just don't think there's a better a better way to live I absolutely love Bradley and I love that Jenny loved Bradley as you'll hear and I love that she said that it's I can't remember the wording she used, maybe that it was a pleasure to watch or an, an, an honour to watch him. And I I loved that because I just think what that shows is that there is a craft to what people do. Yeah, definitely. It's cra- not just show up, read an autocue and go home. It's There's a skill to it. And there's a craft to variety. And yeah. that's what we've been talking about loads, isn't it? Is mm-hmm. that these that performers... It 
when they make it look easy, like what you just said about Anne Reed. Yeah. It takes so much work. But you need that as well, don't you? You need that. You need that person that's got that skill because, yeah, it's entertainment. Yeah, it's on the telly. But also it's dealing with the public. It's dealing with real people that come in and are these contestants and get asked questions. And, you know, there's big stakes. You know, the stakes are high. They're either winning prizes or winning money. For them, it's very, very important. Especially on the chase, it's a lot of money. And beat the chaser. This isn't pointless we're talking about, where they win about 25 quid. (laughs) Well, I think that's a theme, isn't it? If you look back at all the great quiz shows and game shows, they've always got that variety element at the core. I mean, like, look at something like Blankety Blank. We don't take away from the fact that Terry Wogan was the original and that he was great and he was a fantastic broadcaster, but Blankety Blank at its best was Les Dawson and Lily Savage, wasn't it? And now Bradley Walsh. And now Bradley Walsh. It works at its best when you've got that variety ambassador there at the helm. You've got the performers, you've got the entertainers, and they make it so much more than just a quiz show. Because if it wasn't for them, I mean, you know, if you want straightforward questions and answers, like go and reset your GCSEs, you know what I mean? Like, don't be looking on telly for it. We want to be entertained. I'd rather not. <laughs> Something else that I really enjoyed talking to Jenny about was female comedians mm. and shining a light on female comedians. Yeah. And it got me to thinking about, so I don't know and get in touch if anyone else has heard about this, but I have recently just been looking at the Smurfette principle, right? Now the Smurfette principle is that a lot of entertainment will put in one woman in a Mm. group of men. This gives the illusion that the world is sort of dominated by men and Mm -hmm. that there's only space for one woman. And I thought it was really interesting that Jenny brought that up and that yeah. about comedians and about mm-hmm. celebrating that there can be space for more than one woman because when Jenny came into the chase, she was the second woman. It was mm-hmm. all men and Anne. Anne was the only one. Yeah. And then when Jenny came into it and she was this young, sexy, clever woman, I mm. just remember thinking, yes, yes. Yeah. She, yeah. You can be all of those things. You mm-hmm. don't have to be sexy and silly or um, frumpy but clever. You can be mm. all of those things. And I just think that, yeah, Jenny is that representation. And I'm just so happy that that she does what she does, actually. And I wish I'd said that to her face. Well, we sort of did, didn't we? I mean, last week was a real sort of fangirl moment for me, speaking to Anne Reid because of my dinner lady's obsession. But this week was a real fangirl moment for you because of your chase obsession, wasn't it? I just love the chase. Honestly, I <laughs> love the chase. I've loved it ever since it first came out. And I think Jenny mentions this. I think it's cross-generational. I think you can watch it with anybody. And what I love about quiz shows is that it gets conversations going. And as you can probably mm. tell, from this podcast I love a conversation and I just think when the chase is on a fact will come up and you'll go oh I didn't know that or oh I remember this or have you seen that film or have you read that book or and and it gets it gets everyone talking and that to me is that is the best the best thing yeah absolutely well listen should we get her on here she is Jenny the Vixen Ryan 
Hiya, Jenny. We're so happy to... Is that a mug with Angela Lansbury's face on? Cheers. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Well, you've already got us off onto the I've right already, start. I've already we? won. If there's one thing that's going to get us off to a good Monday morning start, it's a mug with Angela Lansbury's face on. <laughs> no, I'm going to be really, really indiscreet now, Jenny, and say that however calm and collected Maria is appearing right now, she is exploding inside. This is a moment for Maria. So me and my, well, me and my family, but me and my husband watch The Chase every single day. And we've always watched it. It's like, I don't know, maybe we'd divorce if you stopped doing the chase. It's <laughs> keeping you together. <laughs> <laughs> and we just love it so much. So to be speaking to you is just absolutely amazing. Like, I remember when you came on it and we were like, there's a new chaser. And then we were like, she's all right by us. It's <laughs> <laughs> good to know. A bit of leopard print. It's intense, isn't it? That show. It really is. It really is. Yeah, it's um, the, yeah. The, it, it's not just you don't you don't get to go on there just being a good quizzer. It, that's mm-hmm. why I think it took so long for them to find me because you know there's so much to deal with and they had to be sure that it was the right person who was going to be able to deal with all that. Mm-hmm. So much scrutiny because, as you say, everybody watches it. It's a big brand. Yeah, and the Twitter every day and, and like, you know, if you get something right, you're celebrated. If you get something wrong, you're criticised. It's like, I can't imagine how it is to just have to deal with that every day. Yeah, it's something they can't teach you about. Either. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no, the, you know, there's no course they send you on. Which yeah. is um... the chasers course. Well, maybe the governor yeah. should run it for you all. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure how she copes with things, really. She just... She, she, she just deals with it by being a bit grumpy sometimes <laughs> and clapping back, which is what we all do. We are, we, we've all got our, our breaking point. <laughs> we well, will one, clap back. <laughs> one thing we were going to actually ask you about, um, and you've just mentioned it, that it took them lo- so long to find you, because not only do you have to have the brains, but you really have to have the personality. And that's something that you have got in abundance. Thank you. The, vixen, <laughs> the character of the vixen but, uh, you know, it's so, she's so larger than life. It's, she's got the leopard print, the glasses, the beehive. Is that something that came to you naturally? Or is that something you've cultivated because you love that, you know, that genre, that era? We can tell by your Angela Lansbury cup where this answer's going, <laughs> I think. Oh, in terms of the, so the, the physical image, um, they're actually really, um, really inclusive when we were developing all that and they were really keen that I was going to wear something that not just made me feel comfortable, but made me feel empowered and something yes. that I really liked the look of. So there were a lot of mood boards going back and forth. And I was sending a lot, sending them a lot of photos of Christina Hendricks. Oh, <laughs> oh fabulous. Yes. yes. What we wouldn't give to see those mood boards. <laughs> I feel like they'd just be our dream. They're what we want to wear at every event as well. I <laughs> but we've been talking as well, haven't we, Maria, about the links between variety theatre and quiz shows and game shows and about how, I mean, especially something like The Chase now, but I mean, we've always had it with things like, you know, Blankety Blank with hosts like Les Dawson and Lily Savage and the celebrities they used to have it was all variety yeah. and it seems now that the chase is sort of following that you know you've got Bradley hosting for a start who is mm-hmm. he epitomizes variety and then you guys who are all these personas and these characters you know it's theater isn't it it is it is and 
that's that can be quite frustrating sometimes mm. when people mix up the, the vixen for me. Yes, because we're playing characters. Mark has always said um, it, before I started, he said, look, we're, we're all playing ourselves, but dialed up to 11. So we yeah. are playing a version of ourselves, but we can, you know, we've got license to be a bit more, mm-hmm. a bit more mean. So that's, that is what it is. We, we are all our little pantomime characters and, and Brad's the ringmaster. And uh, yeah, the, the, we've got the guest acts in the contestants. <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? And as well, it's that link again of the interaction between the professionals and the general public mm. and how to, how to balance that and how to sort of, I was going to say head them, but I don't think that's quite the right word. <laughs> I guess ringmaster is a good way of putting it in yeah. what Bradley does. Yeah, he's he's got to maintain some kind of control, but also at the back of his mind, he's he's the master entertainer. So yeah. he's going to be making us laugh. He's going to be, you know, helping helping people at home to emote with it as well. Mm. And and he's so skilled at that. It's unbelievable. It's watching him in full flow. If you ever get a chance to come to a, a live recording of one of our shows, it's it's a privilege to watch him. Yeah. He's he's yeah, it's it's a, a a natural ability he has to to work a room, to lead the whole audience, and to take everybody on the on the same journey, and presumably try and relax everybody as well. Because, like yeah. we say, it's such an intense environment. He's incredibly good at that. Mm. Um, one thing that I've noticed from observing him is. The, the chat with each contestant gets cut down, obviously, for broadcast, but he yeah. chats with them for quite a while and he will always immediately try and find something in common mm. so that they're, you know, you see their shoulders drop. Yeah. Where, you know, as soon as they're, they're up there and they're, they're very, very tense, and Brad's like, Oh, where are you from? And they give the name of some tiny village in, in Norfolk. He's like, Oh, is that near the A whatever? There's a pub there <laughs> called the Ring of Bells. And, and they're like, Oh, and their shoulders drop like six inches. And they're like, oh, my mate, this is my mate. This is, uh, we can do this. We're in this together. And it's everybody, he manages to find a common link. And Mm. that is, that's going some. It really is just establishing that rapport Mm. within a matter of, you know, a minute. Amazing. Yeah. No, it really is. Because there's so many quiz shows and I'm a huge quiz show fan in general. Mm. But I think there is something about the chase and it's that the showmanship that you all bring. I mean, Bradley is, you know, as you said, the ringmaster and he's unbelievable. But it's that showmanship that everybody brings, that everybody understands like where what their job is and they've got to do it. And mm. it's so exciting. Yeah, it's, it is pure entertainment and there's something mm. for everybody. We've We've been fortunate enough to hit on a format which seems to appeal to everybody and it's got this it's familiarity every day that you know you know it's contestant one contestant two contestant three contestant four final you'd think that would be boring no but it's it is different every day we've got different (laughs) questions we've got this different mix of contestants you don't know what mood you know the chase is going to be in you don't know Mm. what mood brad's going to be and he might be being silly and he's going to get everybody g'd up they might be you know taking it very seriously today because we've got some good quizzes in the mix Mm. it's it is it is completely uh a, a varied experience every single day but also with that lovely familiarity you know five o'clock you're going to get a good hour of of entertainment and it's something that your great granny can watch with a tiny toddler 
Yeah, absolutely. And now you've expanded into Beat the Chasers, which is even bigger scale. That's almost going from circus to like gladiator arena, isn't it? (laughs) Sort of proving the point of this link with theatre and Mm. how you've managed to sort of bottle up that that magic that the theatre has and put it on the TV. How does that, that feel sort of sat in the, you know, you're like gods, <laughs> you know well, it's, it's it's funny you say you say like gladiatorial because that is I think that's how they've designed it on purpose and I always say that we feel like we're the emperors gazing <laughs> down upon the victims who are coming in and you know do we do we pull a lever and a lion jumps out from a trapdoor um <laughs> we've got I feel like we've got that much power up there <laughs> Michael do it in a um in a little lion suit the now. lion costume I'll be there <laughs> I would love that one <laughs> Just scare scare the bejesus out of somebody. No, he'd be like the um, he'd be like the lion in the wizard. The cowardly lion in the wizard of Oz, yeah. <laughs> but nobody'd be expecting it, so exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it is it is a huge um it's not an improvement, but it's a it's a huge uh increase in the energy because there's all six of us there and it's sat, you know, it's it's prime time which, you know, there's, there's a bit of a freeze-on around the studio and you get the big uh, bosses from ITV are coming down to watch because they're so excited. And, you, yeah, it's it's a really special experience. And it's, it, it's, it is so intimidating for the contestants. Mm. We're, we're lucky to be sitting up in the best seats in the house. Yeah, I don't know how they keep their cool, honestly. There's that many people. And, like, when you say about Bradley, like, he's amazing on the chase. Like, he's what you're completely one of a kind. But when that show started, you really saw what he could do. You know, if you weren't a fan of his work outside of the chase, he, he loves that, doesn't he? It's almost like the more people, the better he gets. Yeah, he loves working with the audience. Hmm. So it's, when we do the daytime show, we don't actually have an audience in. Uh, his audience are the crew. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he, But they're all quite loud. <laughs> so we can tell that there's a, you know, when there's a reaction to something. So it, that's enough. But when there's an audience, so with the celebrity chase and with Beat the Chasers, he really thrives. And the, 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 uh, the pandemic episodes we did without audience and then with a reduced audience you see the word they were harder for him physically harder for him to maintain that energy because he he's that's the background he comes from he he's he's used to having people right there and it's it is a real buzz isn't it to have an audience reacting immediately and you can you can use that to that energy to to ride it like a wave that's it for the performers. It's like a fuel, isn't it? It's a petrol. It's it's what mm. keeps them going. It what stimulates them. So, what about the like the public's reaction to you, Jenny? Are people just terrified of you now? <laughs> <laughs> I think some people are. Some some people kind of look oh, and, and back away a little yeah. bit. But I think um, because I I can usually get away with being incognito for a bit longer than my colleagues. Yes. Because, you know, I, I, be, I can wear my hair down. It's actually blonde at the minute. So mm-hmm. pe- fewer people are noticing me. People, if they meet me or, or, or are in the same place as me, it takes them a little while to figure out who I am. They might hear my voice. Mm-hmm. We might have been chatting for a few minutes and like, oh, oh, you're a lot, you're a lot nicer than, than on the show. <laughs> oh, oh, I wasn't expecting that. So, so I don't think people are as scared of me as they might be of, say, the beast who, yeah. you know, he, he walks into a room and absolutely dominates the space just naturally, physically. Um, and, but I, I like to, 
to be a little bit more incognito and, and not be mistaken for my for my persona. I'm a very different person. I think you just did something to the public when you did X Factor. And I don't know what it was. And the only way I can describe it is say that my nan was obsessed with you <laughs> when you did X Factor. Jenny, we would come on the Sunday and it had been on the Saturday before and she'd say, did you see Jenny on X Factor? And if we, whether we'd said yes or no, she said, well, I've taped it. And then we'd have to watch it all again. She loved it. And one day we went and she said, I don't like Nicole Scherzinger. And we said, oh, oh why not? She said, well, she wasn't very nice to Jenny. <gasps> she was obsessed with you. Oh. But from I, I spoke to other people and this wasn't uncommon. Like everybody really took to you and warmed to you when you did that. What was it, do you think, about doing that show that made people kind of fall in love with you in a different way? It's it is such a different side of you that yeah. you you get to show on shows like this and and something like singing is it is very personal and emotional and you you put a different side of yourself into it so I think I think what people liked and and that is something that I see other people respond to on on other sort of challenge shows I would call them not, mm. not really a reality show is it um, but the people who take it seriously but don't take themselves seriously so I was just yes. enjoying the ride but I was putting a lot of work in to to make it the best performance ever I would I would equate it to like a Bill Bailey on on Strictly Come Dancing yes yeah he was obviously enjoying himself and knew it was daft as a brush to be doing it mm. but worked like a demon and yeah. put in some brilliant routines so that was that was sort of my my work ethic as well yeah. and you know it, you do get emotional with it and you do show mm. a little bit of the a peek behind the curtain at the real person because it's, it is a very you know you have to put some of your own self into a, a performance like that and if you if you are just singing by the book you know, I don't think you're going to get very far. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I think that's, that was, I, I was, I, you know, I was picking songs that, you know, were significant to me. Mm. And, you know, some of them I had to argue the toss over mm. <laughs> whether we should do. And, you know, um, being able to do uh, a couple of Eurovision songs was amazing as well. Cause um, the, the, they're, up until that point, they'd been kind of underrepresented on, especially on ITV. They would mm. never have, have done any Eurovision stuff. Right. And I'd been since since the first audition. In fact, I'd been saying I, I would really like to do Rise Like a Phoenix, yeah. and the music <laughs> team were like, "Oh well, it's not very ITV, is it?" And so they wouldn't. And then um, this the exclusive content here. Uh, the first week I was supposed to be doing um, Holding Out for a Hero. Right. And we'd, we'd rehearsed a whole routine. I had a costume made by the amazing Ben Mark. He'd made me this leopard print catsuit. And, Don't uh, tell me that a leopard print catsuit wasn't used. It wasn't used. <laughs> um, however, on the Wednesday... We were robbed. On the Wednesday night, the show was on the Saturday. The Wednesday night, I got a call from the head of the music team and Simon Cowell himself had been in touch and said, I want Jenny to, to do Rise Like a Phoenix. Wow. And he's and, and apparently he, he was a bit annoyed that he word hadn't got to him sooner that that was one of my options. Right. Because apparently when he um when he when he was pitching the new series of X Factor, um, he would always use a clip of that performance from uh, Eurovision to show this is what I want. 
this is the aesthetic right. I want. This, yes. is, you know, these are the angles we want. We want this drama. And so it, they'd forgotten that he loves that song so much, and that he wouldn't mind it. And and it was it was amazing to to perform that and nearly get scorched by some some flames. <laughs> <laughs> So I, did, I didn't envy the everybody else having to run around making me a new costume and new set. And <laughs> then I had to learn the song properly yeah. in two days. Well, thinking about this leopard print uh, cat suit, because I'm quite trying to think where else you could wear it. And an amazing <laughs> place. The, the best place that you could wear a leopard print cat suit would be the Clapham Grand. So why yes. don't we talk about <laughs> what you're doing at the Clapham Grand for your birthday? Yeah, so it's uh, it's my fortieth. I've, I've had I've had my birthday. Yeah, you can't tell, can you? You know, you really can't. Very good Jokes jeans. aside, you can't tell. <laughs> Very good jeans and good moisturisers. Um, Never mind the jeans, Jenny. We want the leopard print catsuit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I, I was thinking of you know throwing a really huge birthday bash and spending a lot of money on it. And as I was thinking of this, uh, you know, out the corner of your eye, you're seeing the news. And, um, you know, the, all the people who've been displaced in Ukraine and, and you know, it, it does make you put things into perspective. And I thought, well, what can I do that will, you know, it'll bring some joy and it's a celebration, but also we're going to raise some money and, and hopefully help some of these poor displaced people um, from, from the, the conflict in Ukraine. So we paired up with the Clapham Grand incredible venue and the charity choose love who exclusively help refugees around the world in in all sorts of situations with just giving them practical stuff you know you can you can go and like buy a a kit for a baby or a school or Mm. or you can just buy the shop and and everybody's you know kitted out with everything they need i think it's a magnificent cause so that they they've agreed to partner with us and um I got in touch with a load of people who I know as performers or I've worked with before or I really admire. And I I said, what would you be free on this date? And pretty much all of them were. <laughs> so we've got few. We're, we're, we're overbooked, man. It's going to be a packed night. <laughs> it sounds incredible. Because, because I looked at the, the opening time when I saw the, the, the bill. I was like, oh, this must be like a, a festival, like an all day thing, <laughs> come in and out. And then when I got the tickets and it was like doors open 6.30, I was like, what? We're going to yeah. be there till 3 a.m. <laughs> Which I no, don't we, mind. We've got some very efficient hosts. We've got Miss Penny and Miss Rory who are going to keep things moving Fab. very efficiently. Um, so we, that, we... that was the vixen there, wasn't it? That came out oh, yeah. there. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have to you know, move people along, but there's, it's, it's that joy of real variety that there's something for everybody. And if mm. this one's not quite your cup of tea, there's another one along in a few minutes. So hang on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something for all tastes and um, especially everything for my taste. <laughs> well, who <laughs> are you really most looking forward to having on the bill, Jenny? Who are you going to be looking forward to sort of seeing from the wings? <gasps> it's really hard. Because I know I, I can all. imagine there's going to, I know there's so many great acts. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I mean, as a, as a fan of drag in particular, mm-hmm. we've got some great Queens on, um, mm-hmm. I mean, Carla Bear is an amazing vocalist, so she's going to knock everybody's earwax out. <laughs> so, so do them before you go guys. <laughs> Her mum's over from Australia as well. So she's wow. going to get to see 
the uh, see Carla perform, which is lovely. But um, my favourite drag queen from the last series of uh, Drag Race UK was Theresa May. Mm. And I'm absolutely astonished we've got her. Uh, she's going to bring the house down. She's incredible. And the um, Clapham Grand is, is the perfect place for yeah. that kind of, uh, you know, they, they have so many drag acts on all the time. So mm. their audience mm-hmm. are going to absolutely be primed and ready for her yeah. to come out. But we, and we've got a, a variety of, of of drag talent as well. So we've mm. got we've got the the vocalists and the lip syncers, but we've also got the 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 more old school, um, yes. funny comedy queens who are going to keep the night going together because they, they, these are these are the established hosts. These are the people who are doing the variety nights. You know, every night of the week, the, the variety is usually drag, but they they are like the the old school hosts and MCs that you could put them up. You could have put Miss Penny or Miss Rory on a stage in 1880 and they would have kept the bill going mm-hmm. and run it just as efficiently. I mean, I'm not sure about doing shots like Miss Penny does. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure they did them back in 1880. Um, but that that's, I mean, the, the drag side's going to be absolutely amazing, but we've got some top class stand-up comedians as well. Uh, it's astonishing that we've got Angela Barnes, my doppelganger. Yes. Well, Angela Barnes. <laughs> yes. So we have to talk about this as a quizzer because Angela Barnes on Richard Osman's House of Games, did you see that performance? Yeah. yeah. She, she was, was yeah. astonishing. Yeah. And she's not a quizzer, is she? Well, she's one of those who would claim she's not a quizzer. <laughs> right, right. But if you do that, you, if Angela. you do that well on, on House of Games, then yeah, you've got reflexes. some skills. It yeah. was like, I don't even think it was the, the knowledge though as well. It was just like that buzzer action. Like how yeah. did she develop that? She must've been practicing or something. Yeah, that, that, is, a, that is a definite quiz of skill uh, to see someone moving that fast. And, and it's, the, it's the synapses going straight through from the brain to the finger. That is that is a classic quizzer's attribute. So I don't believe when she says so she's So you quizzing. see, we've got Angela Vaughan's number. <laughs> we've got her we've got her we'll, I'll just uh, she's not going to do comedy she's just going to be quizzed quiz <laughs> go head to head no one will oh. know who's who so Jenny why the Clapham Grand it seems like an obvious question but why the Clapham Grand it's 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 perfect for variety mm. it's, it's literally purpose-built yes. for music hall yeah um and that's something that I've always been really interested in anyway um from my granddad who you know he would yeah, he would sing me old music hall songs and tell me about all the old comics and everything. He had this calendar in the kitchen from, I think it was 1987. And every month has sort of a, a, a variety performer, sort of a 20th century one. So you had your Arthur oh. Askey and your Max Miller and your Flanagan and Allen and all that. So, and he never took it down. Yeah. So it was, it was there <laughs> Why for, would you? for years. And so we'd just go through and he would tell me, you know, he, he really liked Sandy Powell. So we, you know, he mm. taught me, you know, he'd sing songs to me. And, and so I, I felt like I knew all these acts that I would never oh. have been able to see because they weren't performing when I was, when I was uh, alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, that was sort of, part of my education in in what what entertainment is and he also would do um stanley holloway monologues for us oh, all yeah. the time oh that was that was his party piece do, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do the battle of hastings and things so it's got a really nice sort of nostalgic connection for you as yeah. well to be to be able to do this now and to you know kind yeah. of absorb i mean it's it's literally the home of 
yeah it's got variety, such, it's got it? such history mm. yeah the, the 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 acts that must have performed there and I, I i just love that idea that it was it's a grassroots working class mm-hmm. art form and you you just go and pay your money and it, they, you wouldn't really care who was on the bill because there were going to be so many brilliant acts on yeah and it was just you go with your mates and and enjoy whatever was on there and if you weren't enjoying it then uh yeah the next act will be along and you'll love it yeah. one of our uh, series one guests was ali wolf the brilliant ali wolf yeah the manager of the club and we do love ali has he given you uh the grand tour yes of yeah. every nook and cranny because we got the grand tour and we oh. said we went everywhere bar the roof <laughs> and he did well I'm and he did try and take us up the roof I'm, I'm hoping that I'll get to see the roof uh, when, when we're doing the walk round on uh, on Sunday. <laughs> so I think we've talked about quite a lot of variety performers. You've just mentioned a few there. Are there any others for you that really stick out for you as, as personal heroes? I always, always the, the, the women who were involved because as ever, especially, I mean, even today in comedy, um, women are having to work 10 times as hard really to, yeah. to, to mm. get the recognition which is why I'm glad I've got quite a few female comics on the bill and yes. and uh, I've got that representation uh of of uh, of all my sisters uh, <laughs> so people like Gracie Fields because mm. well she's from Rochdale uh up my neck of the woods and yeah. um Joyce Grenfell what one of the oh, funniest yes. women there's ever been her timing Mm. It's amazing. So she, she, she's she's overlooked in favor of people like like Stanley Holloway. To, mm-hmm. You know, they've got their signature pieces. And um, yeah, I, I think we're, we're, we're due to give her a little bit more attention and love. There was so much heart as well, wasn't there, to what she did? Like her, her monologues were quite emotional at times, as well as being yeah. really funny. She was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. We've talked about that quite a bit, haven't we? How when you look back on history, there are so many famous women who mm. were like breaking box office records that were absolutely adored. Um, you know, they were featured in probably, you know, calendars like your granddad's and, <laughs> and on the cigarette cards and things. Yeah. And yet history tends to remember the men rather yes. than the women. And then a new female writer or comedian will come along and they will be celebrated as though they're the first. And it's lovely yeah. that they're celebrated, but it's kind of like... There's only spotlight for one at a time. Yeah. And when we look back and we go, no, but you, I mean, Mary Lloyd comes up all the time for us, you know, and, um, but there were others, there were so many other people doing, mm. th- doing their thing. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right. And, and I, I feel like I've read something about um, some stuff about Victoria Wood and people when, you know, when she came through, cause you know, she's variety definitely I, I would say yeah um she's she's got that at heart and mm. um the spotlight was on her but she and they were like, oh that she's trailblazed and she's like well no look at all these women who've been before these women who yeah. are you know doing comedy songs and monologues and sketches and and writing all this stuff and producing it and um you, how have you forgotten them yeah <laughs> we, you know we're we're you know we're, we're standing on the shoulders of giants but mm-hmm. you, they're forgetting what who the giants are and I think that yeah. that seems to be a gender thing really and it's uh we, we need to find a way to sort that out you've just presented us with the most glorious soundbite Jenny that was just so lovely remember <laughs> the giants yeah love that absolutely love that 
So what about theatres then? What are some of your favourite theatres? I grew up with, uh, it's it's a new purpose-built theatre. It's the Octagon in Bolton. And that's, I, I went there a lot because my nana and granddad had this, uh, this, this big old house. This, it was crumbling. Um, and as various of their children moved out they would get lodges in so it was it was on the digs list for 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 the Bolton Octagon so we would have lots of actors oh, wow. come and stay with us for the season and, and it was the same uh, so uh, my nana's friend up the road like eight doors up also did the same and wow. so we would have so that some of the, the actors would be between the houses and we'd get free tickets for things there was one morning that um I got up I'd, I'd been staying over because um, my mum was working and I got up and Matthew Kelly was in our kitchen making breakfast. <laughs> it was really, really How difficult weird. was it? How difficult was it to not say, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be, <laughs> or this morning, Matthew. Yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty astounding. But it, it, it meant that, you know, I was always around these creative people and uh, I always got to see the shows as well. So we... we mm we were there you know sitting on the stage to watch the comedy of errors and got to see all sorts of wonderful things as a kid so I, it's it's it always instilled me with that sort of joy of of performance and and, and be able to see the peak behind the curtain as well so I have both sides of it oh these are the people but these are a different person when they're on stage that's magnificent how do they do that <laughs> yeah that's not the guy I know from my kitchen yeah <laughs> But I think that's great because that gives us a glimpse as well into how you came to embrace in all the theatricalities that you've developed over the years and that we've seen on The Chase and on X Factor. Like it makes sense yeah, to have yeah, been surrounded by that. It, it, it's, it's part of the, the psychological makeup with, with <laughs> psychoanalyzing me. But that's, that was it was it was a privilege, actually, to, to, to see all that sort of stuff and to. You know, to be able to talk to these, to, to, to the actors, they loved talking to some like a little kid about, you know, Shakespeare and how they trained and and how it feels to be on stage and and because such a, an interesting perspective as you know an eight year old asking a million t questions about about theater. and then remembering it all. Yeah, <laughs> your memory must be insane. So I bet they said things, and the next day you remembered them, and they're yeah. like. Yeah, they were they were the they were all fascinated by me. I was a very strange little kid. <laughs> <laughs> was the one thing that any of them said that really stuck with you? Um, I remember there was there was this lovely lady, and she was called Helen. And I've tried to look her up, and I can't find it. She, she was called Helen. I can't even remember what stage name. I've written it down somewhere. But, you can't remember something, Jenny. Uh, I, well, I've, I have slept since then. It's, it's, you know, it's not the capital of uh, of Botswana, is it? Um, what is the capital of Botswana? Uh, Gaboron. There you go. <laughs> if we just said anything, and we would have just nodded. We'd have been like, yeah. Um, she, she was. She was so lovely, and um, she 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 was very gentle with me, and basically was telling me I could do whatever I wanted to to do and and how she'd found something that she really enjoyed but um it was okay if I was a quiet person because I I was quite a quiet shy child Mm. um 
a, you know, quite introverted and into my books. And she was the same off stage. And then mm. I saw her on stage and she was completely different. So she, she sort of taught me that you can have different modes. You can be, you, you are not one or the other introvert or extrovert. You can, you can have a switch and, and, and be the right person at the right time, but save your energy for, for, for when it needs to be used. And that's, that's something that I've rediscovered as an adult that you can, um, well, certain people need to re-up their energy much more frequently than others. I know people mm. who are always like projected, you know, they're broadcasting permanently. And I think that must be exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, even after this, I'm interacting with you and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about what I need to say and, and, uh, you know, get my message across. I'm probably going to have to have half an hour after this, just with the, with the paper and just tune out a little bit just to, yeah. to get my energy. I'm, I'm one of those people who needs to boost their energy more than, than other people. Mm. So, you know, quiet time is fine. And I think that's what I've learned from Helen. And I'm, I will, I will track her down one of these days. I think she, she, she left acting not long after that. So I've not been able to track her down, but yeah, she might be listening. Hi, Helen. That's great <laughs> advice. Helen, we love that advice. What was she in at the time? Do you remember? Oh, I really can't. I, I remember the season, but I can't remember which place she was in. Because I feel like we need to do that, like a campaign to find Helen. <laughs> We're in all of the right Facebook groups and everything for us to find <laughs> this lady. What I need to do is, yeah, find out which play she was in. Because uh, I, I think it might have been a play I wasn't allowed to see. It might have been. Oh. Yeah, so that the, she, I think she was in, I think she was in a couple of plays. In there was a, like a rep season, um, and there was one that was family friendly, and one that I was really upset that I couldn't go to see. Um, I'm, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look at the, the the list of shows they had at the Octagon back in. Oh, yes, back in yeah. the day, and we'll figure it out. I'm gonna find out what she was in. I'll and I think back. we're just so happy that you've brought up, you know, as two Northerners ourselves, a wonderful Northern regional theatre because. Yeah. Mm. A lot of the time, they don't get the publicity and the attention that they sort of deserve on national TV and things like that. But whenever we've spoken to most people on this podcast and asked them that question, it's a lot of the time, it's random. I don't want to say random. It's theatres that are pe close to people's hearts, that are close to people's homes, part of communities that actually are people's favourite theatres. You expect everyone to just say, oh, the Palladium. Yeah. actually mm. that never happens no no because we all know that it's 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 everybody's got a bit of the palladium but your heart has got to be mm. you know it should be where where you made your your debut or the way you first saw Shakespeare or j just something that really strikes a chord with you and, and regional theater is incredible it's I've seen some incredible things at that at that theater that I've gone on to great things. I've seen great actors who've gone on to great things. I've seen, you know, shows that have debuted there, they've been written specifically for there that are sort of internationally famous now and been made into movies and things. So it's, it, people really do underestimate how important these, these theatres are. I, I was, I was out, uh, there was some, there was some actors talking near me uh, a couple of months ago and one went, oh, and I'm probably going to, oh, it's going to be a, a quite a fallow summer. I might end up doing a season in Bolton at the Octagon, <gasps> like really snobby. And, and I actually had to say, excuse me, there's nothing wrong with Bolton Octagon. 
And the hopefully Nixon someone else out. on the other side was like, yeah, that's a brilliant theatre. You'd be you'd be lucky to get in there. Mm. So they yeah. would be. It's yeah. people, so many people's first point of contact as a child. They do some. I think they can take more risks as well. Those theatres. I yeah. saw um, Vanessa Kirby. I think it was As You Like It. And it was her first professional job. And look at her now. You know, it's yeah. fantastic. But her her first her first play was I think it was Ghosts. At the octagon and yeah ah. so that that was her date because she she did a couple in a row for uh for david thacker um yes. yeah so yeah she was and then you 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 see them when you're watching tv that person seems really familiar to me but i've seen them in the flesh where do i know that person <laughs> it's not that i've seen them in something else and here i've spent two and a half hours staring mm. at that person from a few feet away wow you feel feel like you've got a little part of them <laughs> like, <"Ooh, laughs> I'm part of your success <laughs> yeah well I just actually did um I just did the Wizard of Oz at the Bolton Assembly Halls at mm. Easter and it was fabulous so those actors that were speaking near you they they were wrong they don't they don't know they're born no they don't, <laughs> they don't. so how about you then if if you could be reborn and you could have any god-given talent from birth and be a variety performer what talent would you have i always wanted to be a magician mm. always yes Ooh. like o- always was re- like obsessed with paul daniels would watch anything he did and you know got magic kits for christmas and <laughs> books on how to do magic unfortunately i am the least dexterous person <laughs> it's possible to be i have no fine motor skills so i i learned how to do every trick in that book mentally physically <laughs> completely incapable and i f- i always found it really really frustrating because i knew that you know i could do the patter and I could distract yeah. people and, and I could, <laughs> and I knew exactly how all the illusions worked and I thought it'd be magnificent, but I lacked the, <laughs> the actual physical skill to do it. So if I, if I could be reborn, I would like some, you know, physical dexterity <laughs> and be able to be able to do magic. It's, you it's could have done a Tommy Cooper, Jenny. Uh, Tommy Cooper could <laughs> do the tricks. <laughs> he just... <laughs> Chose to be a bit clumsy sometimes. Um, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it's like it, it, the, I mean, the Tommy Cooper's. Like, it's like Les Dawson. He was a, a good piano player. Yes, he, you couldn't do what he did without being pretty good in the first place. Yes, yeah. So, it's, what uh, was it about Paul Daniels? Then was it just because he was the magician of our era? Really, wasn't he? Or was yeah. it something about him? Uh, well, it was because he was the magician of the era, and honestly, for me, it was Debbie McGee. Right. She, she was like the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. Absolutely. She was like the, the pinnacle of femininity. <laughs> so and I she did... still is. And yeah. 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 Incredible. Oh, makes you sick, doesn't it? <laughs> I still I still watch those um, Hair on Strictly with Giovanni doing yeah. the all her routine. She's unbelievable. Oh, she's just so she's so flexible. And oh, it's yeah, it is, it is sickening. So but I, I used to love watching. <laughs> Glamorous Debbie helping out Paul Daniels 
who would do yeah he would, he would do really there was one with an iron maiden a trick that he did one one saturday night and it was the most terrifying thing i'd ever seen in my life but i wanted to watch it again and again <laughs> if we'd had if we'd had a vhs recorder at that point i would have i would have taped it and watched it to absolute pieces so i'm going to see if i can track that down on youtube actually yeah um, it'll be there yeah yeah it was yeah, it, it was like a cliffhanger kind of thing it was it was one of those all oh, the tricks gone wrong and paul is caught inside the iron maiden and he's going to get squished to death um, obviously it wasn't going to happen because it was pre-recorded <laughs> but that's interesting isn't it because you just said that about not having the VHS and I think like that almost brings a theatrical element to it that you mm. can only watch it once yeah. like when yeah. we were watching those things as kids you really sort of could only watch them once which is yeah. the exact same experience of being at the theatre now you can sort of have your eye half on something else because you know you can catch up you can it'll be on YouTube forever and that was Saturday night for us wasn't it growing up all those shows were proper variety shows and if you miss like stars in their eyes like you say you missed the person being Neil Diamond you you were out the loop then you missed it you had to you had to be there yeah we we, we we have lost a bit of that sort of water cooler or whatever the school equivalent is you know playground chat (laughs) <laughs> element of tv with with streaming and youtube and everyone being able to record everything all the time mm. um, but that i think that gives even more um sharp focus to to live theater and to live performance because you 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 can sit back and think we're the only ones in the world who are enjoying this and can ever enjoy it like this yeah even if it's being live streamed across the world it doesn't compare to sitting in that audience or standing in the audience dancing away, <laughs> which hopefully will be uh, the case at the end of my show and everyone's absolutely pumped up. It will be. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. Front the front. Absolutely no doubt. <laughs> Are you going to perform? I am. Yes. Yeah. A, a couple of numbers just working on that. We've, we've got our house band. We've got Dave Cribb and his lovely house band. Uh, they're working on some, uh, some band parts at the minute for a few songs I want to do. That would be lovely. Um, what are you wearing? Are we allowed to know? I don't know. Um, so Vic Slayton, who is uh, co-producing this with me, um, insists that I need at least three costume changes. Of, of course. course. Like, I'm not sure when I'm going to have time to go and get all those outfits but uh we'll we'll see <laughs> jenny the audience the audience will wait <laughs> it's gonna be incredible and we we can't wait because there is a, a serious lack of this kind of show on and when we mm. saw it we we're like we have to be there we've got to participate in this and support it so that hopefully yeah. there's more of it you know and it proves that it is popular and it, it can be done yeah, well, well, I think it's it's kind of a, a a trial run, really. We'll see how this works and how all the acts gel together and everything. Because Ali was so excited with the idea that I, I think maybe this could be a you know a quarterly thing. Maybe oh. we'll see how we get on. Because oh. the, the the number of acts you know that I approached. The, the, there's there were a lot of people who agreed right away but a lot of people are, oh I would but I can't make that date but put me down for the next one mm. so we've got we've got options for the future oh this sounds great and for such a great cause as well to take it back to the reason I mean it's yeah. such a great cause that you're doing it for and it's so commendable and yeah 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 I'm hoping be... people are gonna come along throw money in the bucket buy merch we've got the lovely choose love t-shirts and vixen t-shirts you've got vixen yeah. t-shirts yeah 
Well, you've got a sale. You've got a sale already yeah. there, Jenny. I was going <laughs> to rave about, because the Choose Love merchandise, and I was going to bring this up at the beginning, is incredible. And I think that's yeah. something as a charity they've really done well tapping into. I remember... I'm sure it was at the Jungle show in, on the West End a few years ago. They had a pop-up shop and you could buy all of their things there. And it was, it's amazing. But then you just mentioned the Vixen t-shirt. So now, I mean, I can have two, can't I? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 still the, the, the money made is going to Choose Love. So whichever oh. you choose, you just have one of each. Choose Tote Love. Bag. Exactly. It's all going to be the there. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Well, we have got... A little quiz that we've put together for you. I hope you don't mind participating in this quiz. Okay, sure. We're not, we're not like, honestly, I'm so nervous. It's, ve- it's very early on a Monday morning, Jenny. We do appreciate that. <laughs> and we're not, we're not Bradley Walsh level of um, delivery either. I just like sort of read them out beforehand and I was like, how does he do it? And how does he do it so fast? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's the people underestimate how much of a skill that is yeah. and I think you see a lot of people who get a job as a quiz show host and that oh yeah it'll be absolutely they, they don't realize how much of a struggle it is yeah you, you, it's the you've got to get everything clear as a clear as a bell fast and have the reaction to move on to the next question it's and he's not switched off as well is he like he's sort of playing along as well with the contestants isn't he yeah so it's yeah. not even like he just reads the questions and then no, you, back you, on in a it's when you see his reaction uh, <laughs> when, uh, especially it's fun during the final chase when he asks a re- what he thinks is a really hard question and I get it right and he goes oh yes <laughs> and he like almost steps off the stage like, oh correct I know but he's, then he takes like a little bit of a second and I think that could be all the difference for you at the end come on Bradley Absolutely. yeah <laughs> well at least I got it right <laughs> exactly <laughs> Okay, so what year at the Royal Variety did the Beatles ask the people in the cheaper seats to clap their hands and the rest rattle their jewellery? Was it 1963, 1965 or 1967? Well, 63 is like sort of their big breakthrough year, so I don't think it was that early. I'll go for 65. It was 63. Really? Wow. Oh, good, good on them. <laughs> Very, I know. I thought exactly the same thing when you, when I read it. I was like, wow, they were really ballsy. Really bold, yeah. yeah. Early on to do that. Yeah, fair play. Question number two. Which Garland daughter is older? Oh. Oh, um... Lana. It's Liza. <laughs> Liza will love you. Liza will love you forever. She's, she's ageless as far as I'm concerned. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. In her <laughs> most popular number, the boy Mary Lloyd loved was where? Underneath the arches, in the gallery, or in a bed? <laughs> well, it's probably been in the other two, but he's in the, he was in the gallery, wasn't he? He was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In 2008, which town erected a bronze statue to Les Dawson? I've not been to see it. Go on, tell me. Is it Morecambe? Is it Lytham St Anne's? Or is it Southport? Oh, I was going to say it's on the coast of Lancashire, but that doesn't help. <laughs> um, I want to... I'll go Lytham. 
Correct. Yeah. It is Lytham. I need, you know, to, I a, need to get other to Lytham. Yeah, see that. There's, you know, there's a tanning shop in Lytham called Lytham St. Tans. Oh. I drove past once and I thought whoever's come up with that name needs a promotion. Good work. <laughs> that is good work. <laughs> what was the name of Fred Astaire? Oh, hang on. I've, I've gone wrong. There you go, Bradley. Right. Fabulous. Starting as a brother and sister act in vaudeville, what was the name of Fred Astaire's sister? Oh. Was it Adele, Amy, or Jenny? Adele. It was. Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling that I'd, I'd, I've heard that before, but it wouldn't mm -hmm. have taken me forever to dredge it without the options. So, yeah, <laughs> good options there. What was the name of Dick Emery's glamorous blonde bombshell character whose catchphrase was, Oh, you are awful, but I like you? Would you like um, the options? Do you know this? Um, yes, options, please. Was it Mandy, Margot, or Melinda? That's Mandy. Correct. That's Mandy. Oh. <laughs> what was the name of Nicole Kidman's sparkling diamond character in Moulin Rouge? I do was know it... that. Oh. Sateen. Of course. No there options we go. needed. No options needed there. <laughs> I mean, I'm it. still annoyed that I didn't get Mandy, so. <laughs> it would have come to you eventually. It would have done. During the 2011 series of Britain's Got Talent, the judging panel was revamped and consisted of Michael McIntyre, Amanda Holden, and which US TV star? Was uh, it? Was that the year that the Hoff did it? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was David Hasselhoff. <laughs> what a I year. Mean, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Well, you can get him on then in, a, in the uh, next quarterly variety show. Well, we can do, yeah, yeah. We can all jump in his car. <laughs> <laughs> Billed as the funniest man on earth, what was the name of the comedian who co-built the Clapham Grand? Was it King George V, Fred Barnes, or Dan Leno? Oh... I, I feel like I would have remembered if it was Dan Leno. I don't think it was the king, so I'll go for option B. Fred Barnes. It yeah. was Dan Leno? It was Dan... Oh, well. Ali's not done a very good job giving me the history, has he? Well, when you go... <laughs> when you go and you go to the tour and anyone that that's listening that comes to the... Um, comes to the variety show, there's a, a stone mm. in, in, the, in the foyer. That, that he lay with all of them that, that oh. co-built it so you'll be able to see that and put your hand on it now oh yeah it's amazing isn't it it's quite overwhelming isn't it yeah that stone is this the last question i've only got that, one more yeah. is this I'm last done. One? great during the 2001 royal variety performance lily savage Scylla black and barbara windsor performed which song from the musical gypsy was it let me entertain you everything's coming up roses or you gotta get a gimmick Oh, it's got to be, it, we, it, you got to get a gimmick. Yes, to, uh, correct. Is, um, Which yeah, now I'm saucy. thinking, yeah, <laughs> that needs to be revived, doesn't it? Like the Chasers version. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Who would be in the lineup then yourself? And who would you pick for <sighs> your, other, your other two uh, fellow burlesque dancers? I have to be honest, it's all horrifying. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have no doubt that some of my colleagues would would do it if asked. Um, <laughs> but um, 
no <laughs> no you're not gonna do it you're not gonna get involved no. but what gimmick what gimmick would the vixen have would she be the trumpet would she be the lights or would she be the butterfly wings trumpet yes definitely yes. yeah without a doubt <laughs> lovely well we've got some this or that that we always ask our guests so we'd love to we'd love to ask them are you up for that yeah let's go for it okay night on the town or cozy night in night on the town who is the most likely to know all the words to bohemian rhapsody would it be the governess Anne hegarty or the beast mark labette the governess Davina McCall or Davina DeCampo? Oh, that's too hard. <laughs> Davina DeCampo. I just saw her in Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh my God. It's one of the best productions I've seen in years. So, oh, yeah. really? DeCampo. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to get down to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's finished in uh, Manchester now, but it's so, it was West End transfer quality. So you never know. Would you rather... Pims on the lawn or mulled wine by the fire? Mulled wine. Always. I, I burn very easily, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a winter girl at heart. Same here, look at us. <laughs> I've got sunburn because I, I was in Guernsey at the weekend and sat outside for 25 minutes and got burned. <laughs> well, that's a nice advert for Guernsey. Yeah. It's glorious. Shirley Bassey or Shirley Ballas? Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassey. No, no offence to Ballas. Oh, no, we love Ballas. We love Ballas. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think your costumes on The X Factor actually had that, like... Yeah, they evoke Shirley Bassey. I watched a lot of uh, Shirley Bassey videos. Um, that was uh, something that Nicole Scherzinger advised me to do. Because when we were rehearsing, particularly the first, the first number I did, she, she was really frustrated with me because I wouldn't like extend my arms all the way I was doing it really unconsciously but I was still keeping myself small and she's saying just watch watch what Shirley does she is like you're doing in this standing on the spot mm. but look at the way she moves every move is just the most confident and also almost unexpected some of the moves she does to just to show off the outfit a little bit and yeah just a flick of the hand or a, a a, a look around the room she you, she knows that every eye is on her and she loves it so accept that and lean into it and that was a really nice bit of advice that I got and uh yeah a lot of time spent watching watching Shirley own a room what a chore <laughs> well I'll tell oh, my nan awful. I'll tell my nan that Nicole Scherzinger was helpful to you Jenny maybe it might soften her attitude a little bit to she her. was she was <laughs> she was really really helpful to me yeah she was oh, really great. nice yeah. did you ever think in the um don't you days when they first came out that you'd one one day be sat on a podcast going, well, Nicole Scherzinger said to me. <laughs> Told me to watch Shirley Bassey videos. Uh, yeah. Uh, sitting in, on a sofa drinking wine with her after a show. It's like, it's actual, yeah, Nicole Scherzinger. Well, going to a pub quiz with her for a VT was one of the funniest things. Because <laughs> they actually oh, did. They put on a full pub quiz for us. Wow. And and we were there for a couple of hours. And she she's very competitive. Is she? Yes. Did she know her stuff? She knew a few bits. Mm. It was it was got so there were somewhere uh, there, there was a question where it was um which group has won the X Factor most? Ah. Girls, boys or overs? And and we we were working it out. Don't yeah, tell we, us. We let's it. let's work it out. What is it? Girls, boys yeah. or overs? I think it's boys. Boys. 
It's boys. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we went through every year and we worked it out. Yeah. <laughs> and she knew. She knew. Yeah. We, we figured. So, yeah. And But her biggest thing was she was getting very into barracking the other quizzes in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's what it's all about, was, isn't it? It's all about the psychology. It, it really was. It really was. She's, she's very, she's very, very funny, and unfortunately, it doesn't, it doesn't really come across on screen. She's, she's, a, she's a hoot. And where, where was the pub? Um, I think it was a pub in Notting Hill, but they, they sort of closed it off for us, and and oh, we were having this quiz I was afternoon. Just... I wanted you just to say like it was a local in Bolton. I just the idea of being at a local is amazing. At one point we were trying to get her up to the man and side in Bolton, but unfortunately she she couldn't she couldn't make it all that way. She had something else on. Now all the pictures she posts on Instagram of her in I mean Hawaii in a bikini. Like, that's not the that's not the Nicole I know. <laughs> you know that you know the real Nicole. That's better. Well, the final one that we always ask all of our guests, and I think I can predict what this is going to be, but would you rather be sat in the audience or waiting in the wings? You know, that's really hard. Mm. It's really hard. Um, probably. It depends which Jenny you ask, actually. The, oh. the introvert Jenny loves just to, to observe and, and enjoy everybody else enjoying things but there is a special thrill about going on stage so I don't know flip a coin <laughs> see what mood I'm in <laughs> well we can't wait to see you next weekend it's going to just be amazing I hope that the leopard cat suit makes an appearance <laughs> That's what there will be some for. animal print don't worry <laughs> oh fabulous fabulous we just can't wait to see it. It's good. It sounds amazing. And thank you for all you're doing for Choose Love, for the variety world and, you know, for yourself, for your birthday. Yay. Yes, happy it's, birthday. it's very self-indulgent, isn't it? <laughs> but if you can't be self-indulgent on your birthday, when can you be? I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll accept to do it. it. This is the time to do it. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank so you so much. Thank you so, so much. Honestly, it means the world really does. Very welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a joy. Don't be fooled by Lansbury's face. I'm just, I'm just Jenny from The Chase. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been sitting on that? It just occurred to me. (laughs) Well, we hope that you really enjoyed listening to that. And if you can get down to the Clapham Grand on the 29th of May, be there. We are going to be there and we cannot wait to watch all the links um, to buy tickets and everything are going to be in our show notes and linked on all of our social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on, we're even on TikTok now, guys, and Facebook. You can also find out all the information from Choose Love website and from the Clapham Grand. It's going to be a night to remember. That is definitely for sure. Right. Shall we have a little listen? We said at the very beginning of the episode, we were going to give you a burning question from one of our fantastic listeners, Bev. So let's have a listen to that now. Let's see what Bev wants to know. Hello, I'm Bev and I live in Brighton and I'm a huge fan of all things theatre. When I was growing up in the 1970s, there was a programme on TV called The Seaside Special. It was filmed in a big top tent that travelled to different seaside towns each week. It went to places like Blackpool, Scarborough, Weymouth and Eastbourne. And they even filmed two shows in France. It was hosted by the DJs of the day. It had a musical act, a comedy act and a dance group called New Edition. I don't remember magicians, but I suppose there were some. 
Typical acts were the Wurzels, Shiwadi Wadi, Sasha Distel, and Peterson Lee. They even attracted big names like Andy Williams, Cliff Richards, and the wonderful Ronnie Corbett. It ran from 1975 to 1979. It was revived in the 1980s, but ratings were low, so it was cancelled. It was a sort of show you could watch with all ages, a mini version of the Royal Variety Show. Does anyone else remember it? Bye. I have never heard of that show, but I think it's a crime that I've never heard of that show. It sounds fantastic. It does. Did anyone else go? Did anyone else watch it? Get in touch and let's start that conversation because we'd love to know. I mean, if she said that it was cancelled because of bad ratings, if a TV show, if a TV show that features Ronnie Corbett, Cliff Richard and Shawadi Wadi has bad ratings, what's going to get good ratings? <laughs> Actually thinking about what could get good ratings. The chase. <laughs> the chase. It the always chase. comes back to the chase. <laughs> Thanks everyone for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and that it's inspired you to pick up your phones and buy tickets to the Choose Love Variety Show on the 29th. Do it. it. (laughs) (laughs) On the 29th of May at the Clapham Grand. If you can't make it and you have the means, then please think about donating a little bit of money to the Choose Love charity. All links are in our bio. They do some brilliant work and I think all of our silliness aside, that is the underlying message of this episode. And it's been an honour for us to collaborate with them and bring this to you. All that's left for us to say is... See you next week! My crap and glam is flaring up again. (laughs)